Most of us are using any form of social media. We've accepted that memes are now just a part of online culture. They're generally totally innocent, usually something that we look at, yeah, to kind of, you know, lighten the mood. Generally, they're funny, but we've all seen the trendiest meme of the week in one form or another. It's the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap meme. So you've got an image of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. There's an overlay of text on it. There's, There's thousands of different versions of it. The point being, we're seeing this image of violence over and over. So the question is then, does the repeated sight of that image perpetuate or glorify violence. Why don't we have a chat with that about that with Paula Todd? Because obviously there are a lot of younger people who might be on social media. There's older people as well. But what kind of an influence might it have on some some younger people? Is this a conversation that is just being launched? Uh, and that is a good thing. So Paula uh, wears a lot of hats, man. She's a, she's a journalist. She's a, an author. She's a professor uh, in, in media at the moment as well. So she's uh, she's certainly busy and in t- you know in touch with what's going on on the interweb. Talk to her before Paula's joining us here this morning on 6.30 Chad Mornings. Hey, Paula, how are you? Hey, I'm really well. And uh, the other hat that's really serving me right now is I am a lawyer, and I have just been bubbling over with frustration as a lawyer because one of the things that's happened after this incident is all kinds of people are writing fake information online about what the law of assault actually constitutes and how uh, it works. So um, explain it to us, yeah. Yeah, well, they're suggesting, I mean, this happened immediately after that unbelievable slap. Uh, that right away, people online, including some media outlets, I was really disappointed, suggesting that uh, since Chris Rock apparently said he's not going to press charges, Will Smith will not be arrested for assault. That is not how the law works. And the suggestion that it will be up to the victim of violence to then you know, take on the justice system and prosecute their alleged assailant is preposterous. Uh, the, you know, the the cops in L.A. who were acting like, oh, oh, well, you know, if Chris wants to ask us, we'll come over and, you know, we'll we'll arrest Will. That that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. The police had more than enough evidence. 30 million uh, witnesses and videotape. So the question remains open about this. Will Smith may still face uh, charges for assault. Uh, and uh, it's only in cases where there's, you know, nobody saw it and, and mm-hmm. the police say, okay, go swear out a warrant. Mm-hmm. But, but there's this huge misleading thing that's going on. Um, I spoke to my journalism students about this uh, this week, and I was astonished at the variety of opinion. I mean, you said, you know, what are people doing? Well, some people uh, are really upset about this, and they see this as assault, and they have no idea why he's getting away with it. And others, and this is, you know, what happens when you're an entertainer, uh, I'm hearing other people saying, oh, well, you know, he's given us a lot of good movies. (laughs) So I guess we won't, we won't be mad at him. Yeah, I mean, he's a celebrity. The the rules... Don't apply. There's maybe there'll be a little bit of fallout, but we'll forget about it shortly, and we'll go and we'll watch his next movie, and Will Smith will remain a, a beloved character in our lives. It's forgivable because he's a celebrity, right? 
But isn't it isn't though, is it? And and, and it's made doubly difficult because he's a role model. Uh, it's one thing to be uh, a bully and uh, a hero uh, on you know on the big screen. It's completely another to think it's appropriate to walk up to anybody, particularly a professional, in front of his own audience uh, and assault him. It, it is illegal, and um, we know that the Academy Award uh, Board is obviously looking into it. But you know, you know, Jim Carrey. He's a good Canadian. He's one, he was the first guy I ever interviewed as a journalist, and he has remained all these years, I think, really level-headed. He said it best today. He said, you know what? That was disgraceful. And what they should have done is just walked very politely up to Will, who wasn't behaving politely, and escorted him out of the building. And instead, because- he got a standing ovation. This is what is so bizarre. And now, of course, the big debate is, does he get to keep the statue? Some are suggesting that he should have it taken away from him, and others are pointing out, you know, that the Academy has a history of giving prizes to people with, um, well, very, very difficult and in some cases criminal backgrounds. I mean, think of Roman Polanski. Uh He wasn't able to to return to North America uh, because he had um, allegedly raped, statutorily raped uh, a young girl. Uh, You know, there's been a number of people who still have their statues, including Harvey Weinstein, who, as you know, is in prison. Uh And, um, and uh, was responsible and found guilty of sexually harassing and, and assaulting women. And he still has a statue. So now there's another big debate teeing up, and that is if they take it away from Will Smith, is this racism? Are they only going to take it away from the black man and not the white men? And so, you know, there's round two and round three coming. There is no shortage of conversation about about this issue. It's been ongoing. I mean, it's Wednesday. The Oscars were happening happening. <laughs> on Sunday night we're talking about them talking about an awards show we probably would not otherwise still be talking about days later discussing it right now with Paula Todd so Paula when we get to the the aspect or the idea of this glorifying violence that image that's being shared when we're talking about this and we'll continue to talk about it are we glorifying violence what's the message being sent here in that regard You know, for me, glorification of violence is when you show, you know, random horrific violence, people being harmed and some, and, you know, taking some pleasure from it. I don't think this is glorifying it, but what I do think it's doing is is excusing it. it. It's turning what is somebody else's pain and suffering into a joke. And by doing that, we normalize this kind of behavior. It is, it has been, as you know, so difficult decade after decade to get any kind of assistance or, 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 or the victims of domestic violence to be taken seriously. So for, you know, this man to just out of nowhere punch this person who is doing precisely what Will Smith has done all these years, make jokes at other people's expenses, uh, it sent exactly the wrong message. And when you couple this, oh, it's okay if you like the people to punch somebody out. Uh, and by the way, if you really want to see that person dealt with by the law, you have to take it on your own shoulders, which is a lie. Uh, those two things together, I think, are, are, are a really dangerous message. And I think they're a dangerous message for the people out there who are incredibly busy and who only look up once in a while, you know, sure. from their desk and hear, oh, 
oh, you can punch somebody in the face. Oh, okay. Sure. If the other person says it's okay, okay, great. So now we're going to see redoubling. First, someone gets punched in the face, and then their assailant says, and if you press charges against me, I'll punch you again. And then there's then there's the added layer of is he a bully or is he a hero for standing up oh. for his for his wife? And we've heard both of those conversations with people saying, you know, they, that was a time where somebody needed to stand up to, to somebody who was attacking his family. Or how dare you actually use violence to try to protect me? There, there, there's well, been a fascinating discussion. But it's in the middle, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And and Will Smith is writing that. I don't know if you've seen the fabulous film that he was in about the tennis legends, the Williams sisters. But, you know, in that... In that story, the father stood up for them all the time and stood up against um, especially the bullies, the people who who were racist toward the young tennis stars. We have two black men here. This isn't an issue of racism. And you really, you know, it's sort of like, what is the law of assault? The law of assault is that you are free to extend your hand anywhere you want, your arm straight out, until it gets a hair away from my chin. The definition of assault is unwanted touching. It is illegal. So you can stand up for your family, but part of that is teaching them to be law-abiding citizens and take the safety of others into consideration. And I think Will Smith, ah, big fail. It, uh, is it important to have these conversations? You always look for the silver lining. Well, not always. In this case, it was an assault, <laughs> but it so. has prompted a conversation that might not have come up otherwise. Actually, in such a brilliant way, because when we see violence glorified on the screen and it's it's excessive and there's been so much of it, you know, and it's, it's not going away. And you hear the squish and the thump and the bump and it's so awful. We don't come out and say, oh, that was a good film, but what isn't violence terrible? I think this is a, is a fantastic turning point for people to talk about what is appropriate behavior. And I don't I don't even think Will Smith thinks this is appropriate behavior. He is in huge damage control. You know, there's still the possibility that Chris Rock could sue him. Like, forget about the police. The police should have arrested um, Will already. And, you know, there are defenses to assault. I'm not sure that they're available to Will here. But there are, uh, you know, offenses, defenses. And Will should be put through the justice system the way anybody else would. But, you know, what about Chris Rock? He's not talking. And that's because he's trying to figure out what to do. He has been defamed. He has been assaulted. And so what's he going to do? Because that's part of the discussion. Well, at this point, he's going to do shows that are completely sold out on his current tour. So there's that. Yeah, someone on the text line saying, well, look, Chris Rock is the bully making fun of Will's wife's condition. He got what he deserved and and what he instigated. Chris should be charged for harassment. The conversation has so many different directions, almost as if this was a manufactured event to get us talking about an awards show. Yeah, but you know what? That was a great... that was a great text. Like, think about that. He, whoever wrote that is correct. There should be repercussions all around, but there. But you know, we work within the law. Those are the little rules that we all make up to try to have the society we want. You can definitely sue for defamation. I mean, Chris Rock has gone after. Um, uh, I think her name's Jaden. J- a couple of times. Jada a couple of times, including saying that, you know, she shouldn't have made $20 million for a movie. That's his opinion. The fact that, you know, she looks to him like somebody who could play the role of G.I. 
Jill or Joe Jane. instead of Demi Moore. That's an opinion, right? Okay. Maybe there's defamation there. But what we're really talking about here is something very different. You can't assault people. Yep. We'll leave it there, line. Paula. We're, we're running out of time with you, but I think we could definitely continue this conversation further. Really appreciate your great perspective this morning. Thanks so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure. Take care. You too. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.